If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Oh, folks, well, here we go. Here we go on this Monday, the Monday after the media has named Joe Biden president of the United States, (laughs) telling us, telling us that all that matters in this election is that we count all of the votes. The problem is. All of the votes are still not counted, and it is an absolute Wild West, uh, a bit of a crap show out there. But nonetheless, we will help you meander through this today. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email is always Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash ToddHuffShow. For those that want to watch the program live or on demand this morning, so long as our friends at Facebook allow that to be the case. So, there are a lot of issues um, (laughs) that we're trying to wade through here. The weekend after the Monday after the weekend that the left called this election for Joe Biden. Again, I was under the impression that we wanted to have voter uh, transparency. I was under the impression that we wanted to have... um, (laughs) That we wanted to have every vote count, but that is simply not what has happened so far. So where we are, we have we have recounts, of course, scheduled in certain places. We have in, in key states, we have lots of irregularities, lots of problems with access to recount. The and not just to count, but to watch the counts take place in places like Pennsylvania. We have um, software glitches, software glitches that are taking votes and giving them, and in, in at least some cases, from Trump to Biden. In fact, when that was corrected in, I think it was in one of the Michigan uh, counties, that county actually flipped toward 
from Biden to President Donald J. Trump. So we've got all sorts of things happening, but yet the media and its infinite wisdom, the media, including Fox News, by the way, they've decided that president, the president-elect is now Joe Biden. And I will say this, and I've thought about this a lot over the weekend, and I've, I've heard other people ask this question as well, and it is a darn good question. Where are the Republicans, the Republicans who are actually, you know, the, uh, whether they be senators in your state, and we have two senators in our state that are Republican, whether they are your local, uh, your districts, uh, you know, your U.S. congressman, congresswoman, where are these folks? I've only seen a handful. Some of them has some have sent out the obligatory tweet. So they've tweeted about this. But this is the time to lead. This is the time to stand up. This is the time to actually try to make the case as to what sort of shenanigans are really going on here. Now, look, I am fully 100% prepared. You heard me before this election tell you that I thought this was going to be close. I was on been on programs with other individuals who thought that Trump was going to win in a landslide. I certainly could see that possibility, but I also could see that this is a highly divided country, and in certain states it was going to be close. And I thought I thought that the likelihood the, – the most likely scenario would have been either that it was going to be really close in those key swing states and it was going to come down to – handfuls of votes metaphorically i mean not you know a few thousand votes here and there or same scenario but the one of the candidates over the other the race broke to in each of those states so they would have won by short uh, slim margins in each of the states giving them a bigger electoral win which is right now what they're projecting for biden it looks big on the electoral map but it's not really it's not really that big when you look at uh, you look at how close these states are. They've all broken mysteriously, sometimes in the dead of night, through vote drops that come, uh, in some cases, 138,000 to zero for Joe Biden against Trump. Remarkable. I saw I saw a tweet. I think it was by uh, Kevin Sorbo, I think. He said, he said I flipped a coin 138,000 times, and it came up heads every time. Trust me. Is what, is what the tweet said. So that's a bit of what we have going on here. So, um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, this is uh, this is what they've they've declared. They've declared that Biden is the winner. And you know, again, to me, this was quite like uh, the the likely outcome was that this was going to be was going to be close, and that's where we are. But somehow they found within themselves the. Ability to predict uh, predict this election for Biden, not caring about the votes that are not yet tabulated, not caring about the simultaneous and mysterious pause. I've been following this for 20 years, folks. You probably have uh, – many of you followed it for, for that long, if not longer, the election night returns. And I've never – I've seen states that didn't start – you know, they didn't report, but I've never seen this – universal sort of you could say collusion you could say coordination you could say um 
just coincidence, whatever word you want to use here, if you want to be nice and give them all the benefit of the doubt. But I've never seen this type of collusion between states where they simultaneously decided to stop counting votes overnight. And then the next time they opened up their uh, their, their their counts to, regain, uh, to, to begin again, they had the other candidate ahead suddenly or drastically cut into the lead from uh, from the incumbent. These are legitimate – there are legitimate questions surrounding this. And I should point out, before the election, there were 300 lawsuits, approximately 300 lawsuits that were brought. All of these lawsuits – all these lawsuits sought to weaken the safeguards um, that were designed to prevent against voter fraud, all under the guise of COVID can't let people vote. We can't have people going to – polls to vote. I don't care. This was the argument. I don't care if the if the polls are open for six months before this election. You are asking people to put themselves into harm's way. These are super spreader events. Who cares if these state legislatures did not pass the, these uh, the, the, the things that were implemented by the executive branches of these states? Who cares about that? That's what happened. These Democrat governors were trying to work with their state legislatures to pass certain things they didn't get passed. So these executive branches or the bureaucratic state, they decided to universally or unilaterally, I should say, unilaterally actually go in and change, change the way that they conducted an election despite even even when it went against the rules of the election. This included uh, waiving the requirements for uh, signatures on ballots and when ballots could be received and all this sort of stuff. That's not the job of the executive branch. That's the job of the legislature. Maybe the legislature should have made these changes, but they didn't. The executive branch slash the bureaucratic state made these changes. They made those changes, and then and then a court, a court upheld these changes. Now, for some unexplainable reason, Chief Justice John Roberts says, the key here is whether the court that upheld the decision was a federal or a state court. A state court can intervene in elections in the final days, John Roberts says. Not sure where he finds this in the Constitution, but this again is John Roberts being John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts. He says that you know if a state court makes these uh, upholds these executive orders or decisions and so forth, that that perfectly fine. A federal court does this is where he has – that's where he has a problem. It's, of course, preposterous. It's not the way that this should work. But nonetheless, this is the argument presented by John Roberts as these cases have already kind of – some of them have, have had uh, – have, have been heard leading up to the election. Nonetheless, nonetheless, this is where we find ourselves. And I go back to my question, where are our representatives, our senators? And I'm going to say on this program, where is – I want to see Senator Todd Young. Senator Todd Young, where are you? Where are you? I want to say – and I've told you this before. We invited Senator Young on this program back in uh, – back during the – I think the impeachment. Yeah, back during the impeachment hearings. And I kid you not, 
I kid you not. They told me he'd love to come on the program, but, you know, he's not making any statements during this time. He'll come on after impeachment. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? Come on after the impeachment process. What we're looking for, let, let me let me be clear what I think we should have. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. We have – take Donald Trump out of Washington if this if – this, uh, result ends up being what it is, which I'm not telling you to give up hope yet because there are certainly some things that um, are in Donald Trump's favor at the moment when you look at some of these things that we're finding from Georgia and from Pennsylvania. But there absolutely exists the possibility. I'm not even saying that that's a likely outcome. I'm just saying that it's uh, we should we should fight for this. We should fight for these votes to be counted. But with Donald Trump out of Washington, D.C., almost instantaneously, almost instantaneously, these uh, Republicans are going to go back to the weak, need, um, cowardly politicians. And folks, we cannot have that. We cannot have that. We are fighting politically. We are fighting culturally. We are fighting ideologically a side that never sleeps, that never gives up, that will do whatever it can to achieve the results that it wants, no matter the cost. And if the accusations and the allegations as to what has been going on with these, the way these elections are being run is true, that only serves to make that point even further. And I believe, you know, you've heard me say before, the time to shape and drive the Republican Party or whatever political party is between elections. It's not... It's not once the slate of candidates is, is set. And so if these folks can't put on you know, their big boy pants and get out there and actually lead and get out there and actually make the case instead of hiding, instead of hiding behind whatever – I mean just in, in, in the basement with Biden for all we know. Instead of doing that, they are not fit to be your senator or my senator or the state of Indiana's senator or the representative – of our particular district or whatever state you're listening to me from. This is not titled or targeted at any one individual. Though I will say, though I will say I've seen a complete lack of leadership from Senator Todd Young. I've seen Mike Braun say a little bit, but I want to see Mike Braun a whole lot more. In fact, we might reach out to all these folks today, including my representative here, Jim Baird, to see if we can get them to actually make some comments on this. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna do, and I'll update you. I'll update you as to what you know if if they're going to, um, what what they've they've told me. I hope they come on. I hope they, I hope they're out there making the case because that's what leaders do. Leaders don't hunker down and hide when things are uncomfortable, when things are difficult, when things are a little bit. You know, challenging. They come out front. And I've seen that from some people. Even, you know, kudos to Lindsey Graham over the weekend for saying that the president should fight. I've seen Ted Cruz out there. I've seen Jim Jordan out there. But you start to look, where's the Republican Party in general? Where are they? Where are they? They want to blame the guy who literally carried them across the finish line in 2016. You know, you take Donald Trump off the ballot, look what happened in 2018. They want to blame him for all of these problems, 
And I'm not saying Trump doesn't create any issue because of some of the, you know, just the the behavior and style, but that behavior and style has also invigorated a lot of people because they see a fight in this president. So where are these folks? Where are these folks? I think that you should hold these folks accountable, demand that they get out there. And we just don't want to hear from a congressman from Ohio, which God bless Jim Jordan. We don't just want to hear from a senator in Texas, which God bless Ted Cruz or a senator from South Carolina. God bless Lindsey Graham. And there's a few others, but there's a few. There's not a lot. There's not a lot. And this needs to be fought back. We need to hear from these folks. This needs to be people cannot be afraid because of the uh, what we're seeing in this election, what we're seeing here in these results. And I'm going to get into a couple things after the break. Some of these things are absolutely mind-boggling what has happened. The media acts as though there's not one single case of voter fraud. In fact, I find myself wondering, why can't the left just say, look, of course there's issues of voter fraud, but there's nowhere near enough. To act like there's none, to act like there's none in the scenario in which we find ourselves is patently absurd, folks. If someone tells you there is no voter fraud, I'm telling you they are not being intellectually honest. I will accept someone who says there's not enough, that Trump is uh, blowing it out of proportion or whatever the case may be. But to say that there is not any, to say that there were, were not steps taken by governors of liberal states or gov- uh, liberal governors of states, I should say, executive branches, bureaucratic uh, institutions within states, that to say that there were not actions that were implemented prior to the election that created this chaos and to say that the ensuing chaos after the election has not uh, made you uncomfortable – to, to say that there's not anything to see here is completely, completely an irresponsible thing to say. It is untrue. Of course there are things. Of course there are things that have happened that create problems and uncertainty unnecessarily, that violate the law, extending deadlines, re- uh, eliminating requirements. All these sorts of things have happened demonstrably in these states. And I'm telling you, there is a chance that some of these things get thrown out, these these votes. And if that is the case, especially, most likely I would say in Pennsylvania, possibly in Nevada, and who knows what's happening in Georgia at this point, those things, you know, ballots be, you know, get thrown out in those places. We have a totally different story on our hands. So really long in this segment, going to come back and continue this conversation. But again, where are our senators? Where are our congressmen? I'm speaking specifically in the state of Indiana. It's time to stand up and lead and not be afraid. You're listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk back in just a minute. It pains me to say this. I'm just going to tell you, I just went again. I looked yesterday. I wanted to double check this before I set it on the air. But I went to uh, Todd Young, Indiana's uh, senator. Actually, I guess he's now our senior senator. But nonetheless, I went to both his official senator page, which I look, okay, let's say you don't want to post something 
on your official senator page. Okay, I guess I can understand that. Um, I will tell you that the left would never consider that even remotely something that should be done. But okay, fine. But I went to um, his other Twitter account as well. Not one single thing about about Trump on here. Not one single thing about what, at least that I'm seeing, I scrolled down a ways. I scrolled down a ways. I just, it's just remarkable. It's remarkable to me. It's remarkable to me that you can be, uh, you want to position yourself to be a leader in the state of Indiana and you are not commenting on the, I just, I do not understand this folks. I do not understand this. Um, but again, the time, the time to address these things is, is now the, the leadership, not in two years when uh, people like, say, Todd Young and this example are on up for re-election. The time is, uh, you know, there could be a, mount, a, a primary challenge mounted between now and then. This is where we have to, um, we either have to ask for some answers here and some leadership or actually find some out-in-front leadership, none of this Obama leading from behind sort of stuff. Anyway, it pains me to say this. It genuinely does. I do not like to say this. But to sit here before you this morning and have, you know, earned your trust, hopefully, I come on here and tell you what I think. Even if you don't agree, I hope you know that. Um, the, it, it, I can't pretend like this isn't a deal to me. This is a big deal to me. This is a big deal to me to think that we literally have all of these shenanigans going around. All these shenanigans going around. I see that he's tweeted about we have to win the Georgia seats. Yes, he's right on that. I'm happy to hear that. But folks, this election is not over as well. Who knows? when? If this is as bad as it may be, which I'm not making any allegations, I'm simply saying if this is as bad as it may be, as it appears it could be, fraud on a massive scale in some of these states, it didn't just hurt Trump. It didn't just hurt Trump. It hurt uh, the Republican candidate, John James, in Michigan. It probably hurt the two Republicans who were running for Senate in Georgia. Now, maybe they still didn't hit 50% either because uh, one of those races had a lot of folks and it was virtually impossible that they would hit 50%. Um, but even so, even so, this affects a lot of a lot of things and we've got to we've got to get to we've got to get answers for this and meanwhile the media wants to move on the media wants in your mind in my mind this vision that Joe Biden is now president or president elect of the United States and it's amazing you know I was talking with my wife yesterday we went actually went down to McCormick's Creek I I looked it was an absolutely beautiful day here yesterday and I came to realize, as much as I do not want to, to admit this, that this is probably the last gorgeous day of the weekend, the last gorgeous weekend day that we're probably going to have in what, four or five months or something. So we went down to a park, McCormick's Creek, down a little south of us, and uh, actually did the wolf cave with my youngest daughter. I'd never done that before crawled through that sucker. That's a tight squeeze. But anyway, had a good time. 
So, um, but this, I don't even know where I was going with that now, <laughs> but, but as, as I, as I, you know, thought about all these things happening over the weekend, and I, I spent a lot of time over the weekend looking at these, these developments, looked at, um, you know, what w- was happening in, in Georgia, what's happening around the country, what's happened in, in Michigan. Um, and I want to, I want to read something to you, share something with you that you may not have seen yet this morning about about the state of Georgia but we shouldn't be we shouldn't be moving on with this idea that Biden is president now the media declaring that Biden is the president elect is has literally zero impact on on reality except for one particular part and that is the part that creates that image in the minds of people Meaning the media has no power. The media is not the final arbiter of this. The media just made projections, and the projections are questionable at that. I'm not even saying that they're necessarily unlikely. There's certainly questions because there's a lot up in the air, a lot at stake here as we look at all of the um, allegations which exist. And again, if someone says they don't see any of the allegations, they're just not they're not being honest. Try to explain them to them. But if they just don't want to see it, they don't want to see it. And that's that's just the cold, hard uh, reality. It doesn't mean that this is going to change anything. It just means that it darn well could and maybe even should change some things. So, um, but I'm look, you, you still have reasons to be hopeful. You still have reasons uh, to, there's no reason to to give up. Even if Trump loses, we've been in bad situations before, right? I mean, this I said before the election, win, lose, or draw, whatever the case may be, we are in the we're in a, a battle for the rest of our lives. I wish I wish everyone could who heard my voice accepted that reality. This is not going away. This is not going away. We have to win. And it's candidly why. Why we're launching conservative, not bitter university? Because we have to persuade people. We have to be able to persuade people. We have to be better and not bitter ourselves so that we can move the needle, so that we can be more persuasive, so that we can be more knowledgeable, more effective, more you know, just better conservative leaders. It's not just knowing the issues inside and out. That's important. I'm not minimizing it, but it's actually doing something with it. It's doing something with it. It's like if you're a Christian and you know the Bible, have it memorized by heart, that is fantastic. That is great. But I tell you this, if you don't share that message or if you don't let it permeate your life and change the person that you are through the power of God and his Holy Spirit, what good is it, folks? What good is it? That's where I think we find ourselves here. And it's why I'm upset with our leadership. I've mentioned Todd Young a couple times. I'm asking about Mike Braun. I want to see Senator Braun out there. I want to see my my congressman, Jim Baird, out there. I'm not saying none of them have said nothing, uh, but I am saying none of them are being loud enough and are out there leading the charge like the Jim Jordans of the world. So long in this segment. Come back. I want to share something with you about the state of Georgia after the break. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute.
Welcome back. So, saw this article last night. This was, I believe, I believe tweeted out. Um, let me see if I can. It's, I believe it was a Fox. Bear with me here. I'm going through Twitter. Where, where is he? Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Hmm. He's not coming up here. I'll think of it in a minute. I think it was a Fox. Um, someone from Fox. It is from an article or a, a website, rfangle.com. I don't know anything um, about this other than I believe this is um, Ryan uh, Ryan Fournier. I believe it's his site. But nonetheless, headline breaking, 132,000 ballots in Georgia likely ineligible. There we go. Kyle Becker, that's who it was. Kyle Becker of Fox News announced on Twitter that 132,000 ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, uh, it's a typo here, I guess, are likely ineligible and will be thrown out. Joe Biden leads that state by just 10,000 votes. According to Becker, those votes are, quote, highly likely ineligible to vote and have moved, end of quote, per source. And that's what the tweet says. Georgia. This is from Kyle Becker of Fox News. Georgia, 132,000, quote, change of address, red flags in Fulton County, Georgia. These votes are, quote, highly likely and eligible to vote and have been moved, end quote, per source. Biden leads Georgia by 10,000 votes as of last update. It's enough to be a game changer. It's enough to be a game changer. Going back to the article here, if these ballots are deemed ineligible, and there is a good chance they will. Uh, President Trump will most likely come out as the winner of Georgia. Now, I'm not predicting this. I'm just saying to act like it is a clear cut, no questions asked problem or uh, solution scenario here with Biden as your quote unquote POTUS elect, President of the United States elect. To act like that's the case is way, way premature. Now, you say this to your average friend who watched the Biden super spreader event over the weekend. If you ask you know, the celebration outside the White House or wherever that was, if you, if you mention this to someone who simply listens to the news as though they're telling them the truth, they're going to have no idea about any of this. No idea about any of this. And dare I say, dare I say this, but part of that's the strategy. They they have done the I am telling you these folks are as devious and deceptive and as duplicitous and as they, they they love the shadows they love the dark they don't like the truth they like to do whatever they can do to further their cause no matter the no matter what it is the ends will justify the means it doesn't matter what the means are they can justify them because again to them their government is god i am telling you take this to the bank i'm not talking about every democrat i'm talking about the power brokers the media the leaders in the democrat party i am telling you that is what we are dealing with that is why we have 4 a.m vote dumps it's the way that this works they are devious deceptive duplicitous They like the dark. They do. They love the dark. They don't like the truth. And they want to create this image of Joe Biden being president in the minds 
of Americans, which again, let me say, can certainly be the case. I'm not saying this is a slam duck, but I am saying if this is right, if these votes are in fact thrown out in Georgia, 132,000 because they are ineligible. And by the way, let me go on record as saying if it is an ineligible vote, it should be thrown out. If it is a legal vote, it should be counted, no matter what that means. And it perplexes me as a as a deeply devoted, God-fearing American why anyone on this planet, well, in this country, would disagree with that sentiment. Legal vote, count it. Even if it's even if it gives us the results we don't want. Folks, I helped someone answer I, I didn't fill out the ballot physically. That was what she did, but I helped someone who voted for Biden. And that I wasn't going I didn't even try to persuade her. She knew what I thought. But I I my point is that's fine. That's the way that the, the cookie crumbles. That's why I said last week losing an election is life, having an election stolen is criminal. That upsets some people. If that upsets you, and I'm not talking to you, but if that upsets anybody that you know, you can tell that person if you want to know the problem with American society today, the problem with, you know, just this, this, uh, it's one thing to have political differences and even fight. That's, that's fine. But the, the, the vitriol, the source of the vitriol and the source of complete, this totally lack of, of reasonable, uh, reasonable, People, if you're if you're if you can't agree with that, that election being stolen is criminal, then look in the mirror if you want to see the problem. <laughs> right. Again, I'm not talking to you. I know that you understand that. I'm saying that to the people that I've encountered that are so blinded by their hatred and rage and Trump derangement syndrome. It's it's, it's ridiculous. But nonetheless, if this is true about Georgia, that's a problem. If it's true about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, folks, I mean, to me, if this ends up at the Supreme Court, they've almost created a scenario where uh, you never know what the court's going to do. But my goodness, I, the idea that these votes count at this point, um, first of all, it's clearly that it's clear that votes received after deadlines should not be counted. There's no question about this. It's clear, clearly in the law. So it looks like that has a good chance of, of being the case. Now, Pennsylvania in and of itself right now doesn't change the election. But if Georgia, if Georgia turns here, as this article says, if Pennsylvania flips, folks, that is, uh, what is it, 36 electoral votes between those two. Arizona still counting. Nevada has lawsuits. Michigan has lawsuits. Wisconsin has lawsuits, recounts. Wisconsin's down to 20-some thousand votes. And I had a listener, Tyler, who mentioned this morning something else I wanted to get to. There's just, again, it's like drinking from the fire hydrant, right, from a fire hose today. That's what this is like. There's so much information. But statisticians are out there saying that it, the Biden, uh, the data that, that flipped this for Biden does not make sense. Even, even applying a law, which, again, I'm not a statistician, I'll share a little bit about that, but applying this, this uh, it's called some, some sort of a law. Again, I'll find that after the break and we'll talk about it, but it's, it basically illustrates or points out where there are uh, inconsistencies and potential fraud. That, that has been lit up on the radar screen, if you will. But again, the media, Facebook, Twitter, you post something out there about any of this, it'll put a little 
disclaimer about Biden being the president or whatever it's saying now. Of course, the truth is you're on the side of truth and reality. They're living in the side of um, deception and and not living in reality. So talk about that after the break. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. You know, for the life of me, I can't find I can't find this. I've got too many things pulled up here. But there is, again, I'm going to give you the gist of this. There is a um, a law that's been a law and statistics. I don't have the name of it. It was uh, I, I just I don't even want to try to tell you what it, uh, what I think it is because I can't I don't have it in front of me. Um, but it is. Uh, it, it has been used to detect fraud in the past, and it's a formula. I don't know the algorithm or whatever, but it basically has shown that Biden's uh, – the data, the the what they're telling us are Biden's numbers do not add up according to this uh, particular law. And I'll, I, I, again, I, I dug over the break, and I can't find it. I can't find it. Not only that, though. That's that's problem enough. What about this? I don't know if you saw this as well. This is in at WisconsinRightNow.com. Milwaukee elections head misplaced crucial voting flash drive. This is an exclusive. Uh, police on the scene were pressured to stay silent is what this article says, written a couple of days ago over the weekend. A flash drive that contained crucial absentee voter information in the 2020 presidential election was briefly lost during the early morning hours of Wednesday, November 4th, as the world waited for the uh, for Milwaukee to reveal its ballot counts. Um, which again, I just it doesn't mean anything necessarily. It could. Apparently, it had the results of more than 169,000 absentee ballots collected in the city. Of Milwaukee, that's what that uh, is all about, I guess. By the way, I heard on Rush last on Friday, Rush Limbaugh, that every major metropolitan area, major city in the United States, had decreased numbers from Biden versus what Hillary's number were, except for four. Are you ready for the four? Milwaukee, which is Wisconsin. Detroit, which is Michigan, Atlanta, which is Georgia, and Philadelphia, which is Pennsylvania. Every single other city showed lower numbers for Biden except for those four. But yet there's nothing for us to see here, no reason to be concerned. Absolutely astonishing stuff. Back here, folks, in just a minute. Like waning moments of today's program. I'm getting messages from uh, listeners that they have messaged or sent emails to Todd Young. I didn't call for that. I'm just simply I'm, – I'm not against it. I, I think that we need to hold these folks accountable, and I'm telling you we're going to reach out today to Todd Young's team, to Mike Braun's team, my representative, which is uh, Jim Baird, and we're going to try to get these folks on to talk and to fight back and to push back to share what needs to happen here because this my friends is not over yet 
It's just not over. I'm willing to accept any legitimate result so long as the process plays out. I've got to go. God bless SDGC tomorrow. Take care.